So it's uh, day six, Saturday, I think, the 21st of January 2023. We're at um, continuing southwest. We're now at a latitude of 23 degrees north, which puts us pretty much on the Tropic of Cancer. So uh, same latitude as Muscat, my home. And uh, we're now camping in the middle of a vast sand area at an altitude of 3,300 feet and uh, the wind, the strong wind that's been blowing from the south all day has, has, has uh, thankfully eased off because we couldn't find any shelter whatsoever. So hopefully if it stays nice and calm we'll have a reasonable night's sleep. Temperatures have risen, which is good. Last night was much more comfortable and last night's campsite was quite fantastic. It was uh, an unexpected little um, hidden valley tucked in behind a mountain full of beautiful acacia trees and the only complaint was that the trees were so large that Reem was unable to get the um, strap for the camera trap around the trunk of some of the trees. They were such big trees, lovely old acacia trees. So that was a gorgeous campsite. Quite windy sadly um, and so therefore quite cold but uh, but but very very pretty. Um, we were woken at about 11 last night when some having not seen almost anybody, a single living soul yesterday at about 11 o'clock last night when we were all in our sleeping bags a vehicle arrived with big spotlights over the top of a sand dune and I don't know who had a bigger shock, us or them when they um, shone their light around the campsite and picked up our vehicles and Alan who sleeps on a camp bed Reem and Anna are each sleeping in tents I sleep on a on the floor on, a, uh, on, a, on an old uh, mat um, I think they were quite shocked, so they didn't hang around too long and they cleared off. But other than that, a nice calm night. And so Reem and I set off uh, about 8.30 this morning, um, several hours walking, uh, probably about 12 kilometres up and down. Fantastic countryside, so beautiful. Um, basalt hills, low basalt hills, sort of interspersed with sand. And uh, you really do feel you're the only people on the planet. And... Uh, had Matt Damon walked around the corner with his um, Mars um, um, outfit on, uh, it, it wouldn't have taken me by surprise, really, because it, it really is quite a lunar landscape, but one of great beauty um, uh, nonetheless. Not so many eagles today. We had 13 eagles in the air at one time the day before, which was just quite spectacular. Um, but uh, not, not so many eagles today. Um, on, on the subject of the uh, camera traps... Um, Reem has diligently been putting those traps out uh, every night. We've had about 60-75% um, success rate, I would say. So we put a tin of smelly tuna down under a, a tree that's a reasonable distance away from where we're sleeping. And then we rigged the camera trap up. And during the night, if anything comes to eat that uh, tuna, then um, we will be able to record it on the camera trap. Sadly, we, we don't see the results until we hand the camera back to Roxanne Whelan and her team of ecologists at Kaust, the university just north of Jeddah. Uh, but hopefully we're contributing something to um, Roxanne and her team's knowledge of um, mammals in Central Arabia. On leg one, we had some lovely footage that Roxanne sent us when she uh, went through the SIM card of all the video clips that had been captured. A lovely fox, uh, jerboa, and a couple of gerbils. So. We have no idea what's uh, been taking the bait this time, uh, but we look forward to seeing the results of those. But really, I think today was uh, a great 
um, example of patience getting its reward. Because one of the other science projects that we're doing is, and, and Alan is, is particularly taking a, an oversight of, is looking for evidence that this vast central desert uh, was once occupied in reasonably large numbers when the climate was very, very different and the vegetation and the landscape was very, very different. And the evidence for that lies under your feet in the form of stone arrowheads, some of which are beautifully worked and faced and incredibly sharp. Even today when you find them, if you rake the point across the palm of your hand, you'll draw blood quite easily, despite them being several thousand years old. But much, much older than that are hand axes. And hand axes are beautifully shaped stone tools that fit in the palm of your hand. You can wrap your fingers around the top of them, kind of teardrop shaped. Uh, and the point at the bottom would be used perhaps to break the skull or the skeleton or the bones of, of an animal that you've been able to, 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 to catch as a result of your hunting with your arrowheads. Now we, after our walk this morning, Reem and I, we... Uh, lots of ups and downs, so you might only have been 13 kilometres in a straight line, but we did much more than that, weaving in and around. So it was nice to um, see Alan and Anna in the support vehicles. We jumped in with them and we covered a bit of ground to a place where Alan had um, found a hand axe many years ago. So we knew that there was a potential of finding some. So we probably spent about two hours this afternoon pacing backwards and forwards, zigzag, um, hands clasped firmly behind back like a policeman on duty staring at the ground but nothing 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 and uh, really we were at the point of giving up and um, just getting on for campsite it was four o'clock I think by the time we'd finished the second search and, and, and again four of us searching in a line absolutely nothing and then we came to the final site and it was just so exciting within Within f less than five minutes of getting out of the vehicles, we'd found multiple hand axes. And these hand axes are unbe unbelievably considered to be hundreds of thousands of years old. So goodness knows what the hand that touched that stone tool, uh, the last hand, looked like. Um, we are not allowed to touch them. We photograph them, we have a ruler that we put by the side of them so that the scientists get a sense of scale and size. Uh, we GPS the location, the exact location that we're not going to share it with anybody other than the scientists because these are part of Saudi Arabia's national heritage and they, they, they must remain here. Uh, but we'll send all the data, Alan's got a busy time now because I, th I think in the end, <coughs> having, having not found anything for three weeks of looking since we left the east coast of Saudi Arabia, but all of a sudden we're, we're on a site that's really rich and I think we found six or eight, I lost count in the end, because once you find one you can, you develop the eye for what they look like and you find more, so absolutely beautiful, one of them pure white made out of quartz, one of them pure black probably made out of basalt or obsidian or something like that, really, really hard rock. So that was a really, really exciting end to the day and put a real spring in our steps and uh, so probably the latest um, arrival at campsite we've had, literally half an hour before sunset, we didn't really find anywhere that sheltered, but thankfully the wind has dropped, um, which is great. And all the, the stars are out again. There's not a, not a hint of light pollution in any direction right now. 
if I look um, to the west, I can see uh, Jupiter and Saturn and Venus all up together in the sky. It's absolutely spectacular. And um, at this point of his journey, Philby, like us, was about to exit this area of, of land that he called the uh, Central Najd Highlands, this high plateau in Central Arabia, this row after row, line of line of mountains, um, mountain ranges, line after line after line, interspersed with sand, and that's what Reem and I have been, and Alan and Anna have been navigating over the last uh, several days. But in his book, uh, Heart of Arabia, Philby wrote, as always, with quite very colourful language, um, and with a real sense of regret that he was leaving this landscape because clearly he would like to have spent much more time. Such was the sort of geographical curiosity that he had. And he says, of the general features of these gaunt and sparsely populated highlands, whose area cannot well be less than some 10,000 square miles, I have in these pages given a description sufficiently, if not indeed excessively, detailed. Uh, I would um, very much agree with the latter. Um, Philby didn't do anything in scant detail. His details are incredibly excessive. I now pass for them probably to see them no more, regretting that the speed of travel imposed on me by the purpose of my journey had permitted of no deviation from the track trodden by the pilgrims of centuries, hastening even as we uh, hastened on the road to the holy city, and conscious that in the Najd properly so called, the true highlands of Central Arabia, whose limits I have attempted to define, I had left for the wanderers of the future, well, that may be us, many a knotty problem unattempted, and many a hidden mystery unsolved. Well, I think that's a great way to leave anywhere. Many a knotty problem unattempted, and many a hidden mystery unsolved. Of the three great mountain chains and the tumbled confusion of sand billows and basalt rocks which complete the quadruple barrier, of the tempest playing over the massive granite mountains, of the rain-washed red rocks of the Hamra glistening in the sunlight, of the mighty mountains dimly seen in the far south, of the charming groves and dingy villages and solitary turreted granges, of all these I carried away with me memories which words cannot describe or time efface and I would agree with that it's so hard to put it into words and Philby was so much better with words than I am but it is an extraordinary landscape and Philby described it as 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 you know 150 200 miles of of, of, of nothing but it wasn't nothing he, he was quite dismissive sometimes but actually he went into such detail there's so much to see and we've really enjoyed the last few days of our of our journey tomorrow's going to be our last day in the central Najd Highlands, we're <coughs> heading towards a place called Uruk Subai, a, a, an area of sand, and there we enter another um, area of uh, central Arabia, heading southwest towards the mountains of the Hejaz and the city of Taif, and uh, there we'll gain a lot of altitude before we descend down to the sea to Jeddah, but we've got quite a few miles to get under our belt before we reach Taif. I think... Um, Today is Saturday, we'll probably reach Typhon Thursday, Friday. So we've got four or five days of of, of, of more plodding. But uh, if the days ahead are anything like today has been and yesterday was, then, then we're really looking forward to it.